Hey everyone, welcome back to the Pilot's Wife podcast. This is Amy McLaren. Today's episode is for when we're arguing about something that will never change. Personality types. Woohoo! Like I know some of you are thinking, oh, that's so boring, but actually a cool thing about knowing what type you are and what type your partner is and, and some other stuff about dealing with personality types is that then they can be hacked. So here's the question, for those of us who don't have a picture-perfect relationship, who don't put our highlights reel on social media and pretend it's all rosy, where can I get some down-to-earth inspiration without any religious barriers? Who can give me real-life encouragement, help me be a better spouse, and tell me how to get an even more enriching relationship without becoming a doormat? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Amy McLaren, and this is the Pilot's Wife Podcast. The advice we give out, the tips that we teach, the courses that we do at No Myth Marriages, they're all for people who, you know, you, you've met someone, you've fallen in love with them because from what you've seen so far, they're pretty, you know, non, non-psychopath. They have feelings, they have, uh, they're able to think about other people and they know what's okay and what's not to do, you know, in society, right? So normal kind of adult functioning. We're doing a parenting course at the moment, which is basically how to deal with people who basically don't have a frontal lobe. And I think, so reaching back to my neuroscience days, I think frontal lobe is stuff like, you know, able to control your emotions, uh, able to think from another person's point of view, able to, you know, work within the rules of society uh, to get, you know, to, to get where you want to go. So, yeah, our kids don't really have that frontal lobe and um, so it's a whole different ball game so we need help and so we've been doing a parenting course and it's um, it's once a week and so far it's been amazing the two things that have really popped out are, are things that we cover in our course but they're different for kids so one is oh, well that have popped out for me because they're ones that we're trying to figure out with our kids and we haven't been able to and one is love languages uh, so not so much. I can't. I can't really say both of our kids. Really, we're just struggling with one of them, the older one. And we figured out in the first session of our parenting course that her love language. We'd figured it out, but we we didn't know how to deal with it because we we're having problems with it. Because her love language is acts of service, which is she wants. She feels love when we do things for her, which is really hard when you're trying to teach her slowly. You know, to be independent, like. As she grows older, she's supposed to be more and more independent, but she loves having us do stuff for her. And so there's this real tension because I want to encourage her to do it for herself, but then she gets angry and she feels unloved and all this really bad behavior starts. So that was a big aha for us. Like, how do we deal with that when it's a child and and make her feel loved, but not get walked over like parents, you know? So uh, like parents who get walked over by the kids, which we don't want. And then... The other one that we just had on Monday was about personalities, and we we also do we also do personality tests in our pre-marriage course. We 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 talk about personalities, but we've been using a version of a version of one called the EPQ based on a psychologist by the name of Isink back in the day. And so there's a free a website where you can get a free test called 16personalities.com. But this kind of personality test is maybe a bit more abstract, maybe a bit more complex and deep, and I guess more adult kind of focused. And the personality 
descriptions that they gave in this course were pretty cool and I think a bit more simplified. And so I quite like it. I think it might be easier for people to understand and so I thought I might I thought I might go through the material with you. Thanks listeners and test it out and see how we go with that because I think it'll be a lot easier to explain and talk about. So I'm testing it out on you. Thank you. <laughs> but what's cool is that part of what they're teaching us is hacks, like how to, if someone, if a child has a certain personality type, how you can kind of hack it and teach them other things to kind of counteract the kind of weaknesses or challenges of their personality type and the ways to like really make the most of the strengths and emphasize them and encourage them so they feel so they feel good. And I just, I think that's just as just as relevant in our like our intimate our loving relationships as an adult. But you know, there are some obviously some different things you'll do and you're not trying to teach them so much like you are a parent. So I've kind of taken it and kind of thought I'll adjust it a little bit and see see if this works. So this test or this kind of framework comes from a lady called Florence Litauer and she's written a book called Personality Plus and there are four um, four parts of a personality or four labels or uh, yeah, I guess four area, uh, like areas on a continuum and they're, they're called playful, also known as the otter, also known as popular and then there's powerful which is also known as the lion and there's peaceful, which is also known as a golden retriever. And precise, which is also known as perfect or the beaver. So apparently they couldn't use the, the, um, this, the organisation that are delivering this parenting course. They were no longer allowed to use these animals like lion and otter and golden retriever because apparently it wasn't politically correct. So they've kind of gone with these other names. So playful, powerful, peaceful and precise. And there is a free test online for this as well. So you can go in and do a test on for yourself on which one you think you are. You can just Google Florence Litauer Personality Plus and something will come up. But first, before I talk about these types in more detail, I just want to go over a couple of things which we, which we always say when it comes to personalities is that even though you might do a personality test and, and it shows that you're stronger in one of them, it doesn't mean that you're only that personality and you have none of the other traits. It just means that, I guess, you tend towards a personality, which makes it easier for both yourself to understand and for your partner to understand you a bit better and understand how to work best with you and how you, to work, how you can work best with yourself and you know what things you would look for in a job and things that might suit that kind of personality better. But... It's important to remember that it's just a, you don't just fit into one box and so you can't just stereotype people and just put them into one box and think that nothing else applies. And we've definitely found that with our younger child, our older child, that she is definitely very, very strong in one personality type, but she does have aspects of others which we have to be mindful of as well. And so I'll give a few more examples in a little bit later. But and the other thing is that we can change our personality types and we can, we can add to the toolkit. So if we have... Okay, if we have a certain personality type and we tend strongly towards something, each personality type has its strengths and its weaknesses, right? But if we know the weaknesses, we can work on them, which is what I want to talk about partially with this hacks. Like if we know the things that generally someone with that personality type would struggle with in that area, we can actually work on those skills and then we've got, you know, all the strengths of such a personality type and then fewer of the weaknesses, which 
puts us ahead, right? And also helps us have better relationships. And so there are no there are no right or wrong personalities because every type has a different type of strength and a different type of challenge. And there are you know there are benefits to all of them. So going back to the types, so the one that's called playful, which is also called popular or the otter, is talking about someone who's always a life of the party, lots and lots of fun, lots of ideas. They're very persuasive. They like the limelight. They're enthusiastic. They're spontaneous. They come up with interesting stuff, and they're friendly. and And they're naturally people you know, naturally gravitate towards them because they've got this energy and they've got this funness about them. On the other hand, they can be a little bit forgetful, they can run late, they're not so into the detail, they can be a bit disorganised and stuff. So I guess where they're good at attracting people to them, they're probably not so good at developing really strong, deep friendships because they're a little bit kind of flighty and, and all over the place. And so that's kind of some of the the strengths and the weaknesses of a playful or popular or an, an otter personality. Then we've got the powerful personality, which is also called the lion, which is the kind of the leader type that they like to take charge, they're determined, they're confident, they enjoy challenge, and they're really goal-orientated. They, they're very self-reliant and resourceful, and decisive, they can make good decisions. So they're often in leadership positions or they take leadership roles in social situations. But on the other hand, they can be very argumentative and they can be a little bit domineering sometimes. They could be intolerant of others that are kind of a bit slow to, the come, to, to come to decisions or they can be unsympathetic. They can come across as bossy. And definitely our, our child, she was displaying these kinds of characteristics and when we did the personality test we realized that like there's kind of 18 different descriptors of a, of a powerful personality type and she was like yes on every single one so when we do these tests usually you know you get a high kind of score in a more dominant one and then some lower scores in some of the others and she got like you know all of them 100% of this one so very very strongly a powerful personality so what we were finding is not only does she have this love language of she wants us to do stuff for her but she's also very bossy bossy and she wants to tell us what to do and and she's very stubborn and always negotiating and so it's very very hard to try and get her to change her mind or try and get her to do something that needs to be done and the 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 worst part is is that uh Josh so her father is like he has hundred percent of these as well <laughs> so he's obstinate in a way in, in the sense of stubborn with her because she's trying to get her way and and he's like I'm the parent I'm the dad this is my way or the highway kind of thing and so they really were having some issues trying to trying to come to agreements on you know bath time and bedtime and coming to eat dinner at the table and that kind of thing and not only that but I'm very strong and powerful as well although not as not as high a score as as the other two, but you know that's my dominant one as well. So we're really struggling. And for me, it was like I feel like she's kind of she's bullying me as her mum, and I don't want to get into that kind of that kind of relationship. And so, but if I resist that kind of bullying behaviour, then I was getting a lot of I was getting consequences from her. She was she was really um, you know she was very stubborn about if you won't do this or if you try and do anything that I don't like, then, you know, I'm going to do this and I'm going to 
wreck that and I'm going to break this. And so really, really hard to deal with because no matter what consequence we tried to introduce for her to try and get her to listen to us, you know, and really on things that are, you know, our house rules, things that enable us all to live in harmony and she wasn't abiding by, then uh, then it's really difficult to, if she doesn't listen to any of the consequences, then what do you do? Like, we, we just had nothing. We had nothing in our toolkit. What, how do we even live with this person who will not, you know, live nicely with us all kind of thing? So that's one of the reasons why we did this parenting course. But anyway, so we, we found out that, she, that, number one, she was this personality type, but we've also now got some tools how to work with that and so I'll go into that in a little bit so anyway the other two personality types one of them is peaceful and these are the kinds of people that are you know trying to keep the peace and they can be very loyal they enjoy praise they're very friendly they avoid arguments and they want to please people they want to they want to be helpful they're good listeners and very affectionate and sympathetic people they're adaptable as well on the other hand, they can they can be reliant on others to kind of make the call, and they can they can often be sensitive. They might be more fearful or indecisive, a bit more hesitant, um, more worried, a bit more timid. So when other people will say let's do this, they'll kind of go along with it, and that can be dangerous. Particularly, I mean, I'm imagining particularly in the in the teenage years, um, and and even when you're an adult, when you know you go along with what other people would would suggest just because you kind of just want to keep the peace and that kind of thing so that's peace one I think our younger daughter although she's only just about three it's still we're still not you know we still haven't seen a lot of her personality come through but I think we're definitely seeing tendencies towards peaceful which as a parent is great because she's a lot more compliant and she will stick to our rules a lot better um, however we do need to watch out for her friendships and stuff as she grows older and uh, you know, and having her own opinion and, and things, and being able to be be confident in that area. And the last one is called precise or the the beaver, and this kind of person they like to get things right, and they like to get things done properly. They they're a bit of a perfectionist, and they're very neat, and they they they're great uh, at entertaining themselves or or being around people, and and they. They they're good at looking at what others do and then following what they do to, to you know to get to be successful. On the other hand, they're probably a little bit I guess they don't like surprises, so a little bit hard for them to change, and they they always want to do it the right way. So they they can be a little bit pedantic about things, and they like instructions. They they might not necessarily come up with initiate things themselves necessarily, and so I definitely. And uh, sometimes I am like a precise personality as well. And so that's very hard if, you know, I like things to be a certain way. And then I've got children who like it to be another way as well. And so all of these personality types, you'll probably be listening to them and thinking, oh, yes, I know that person is this and I'm that and that kind of thing. And that's really great. But I encourage you to do the test properly and do a proper scoring. And so you can see exactly how high you are in each of the four. And it gives you a really good idea. And then you can look through all of the traits and really understand about the, uh, about yourself or that other person. So what you do when you start to know a personality type is you go, oh, when you're having an argument about something, 
it's not so much, ah, you keep doing this and it annoys me and I really don't, I'm really annoyed with you and, you know, if this keeps going on, how are we going to have a good relationship? Which is what can happen if you're not, if you're not really conscious of this. If you know that it's their personality, then it's like, okay, well, your personality type likes this and this and that. So how can we get around it by sticking with your personality type, but using some of the other attributes of your personality to kind of make this work for both of us. So again, talking about how we can kind of hack. Once we know what it is, then we can work around it. And so that's what we need to do when we're in a marriage relationship, especially when we've got different personality types, but it's just the same if we've got the same one because you can really clash, like as, as you can see in that example, when you've got two of the same personality type with like my husband and, and my oldest daughter. So it's important to kind of think about their personality in terms of, you know, remember there are benefits to each personality type and there are challenges or, or weaknesses. And so having a think about your partner's personality, what are the things about your partner's personality that you love the most, that are the most interesting or cool that, that you really like about them? And then what are the ones that are most challenging about their personality? And remember, in doing this exercise, you're starting to apply things or behavior that you think is annoying to a personality type, which means you realize that it's it's not them trying to be annoying. They're not trying to upset you or trying to do things that you find not the right way to do things. They're actually, they actually find, them, find it hard to do things another way because that's their personality type. And when you can understand that, first off, having an understanding helps like 50% of the way. And then you can also have a chat about how you could make that work together. For example, if you think about the playful or the popular or the, the otter personality, some of their strengths are that they're enthusiastic, but then some of their challenges are that they get distracted. I remember a couple that we, that we did a pre marriage course with, they had a very organised and I guess kind of like beaver or precise personality that was the female. And then her her fiance was maybe more of a playful otter type personality so the the playful and the precise are actually seen as opposites and the powerful and the peaceful are seen as opposites and so they had opposite personalities and so they would this was back in the day when you could still rent movies or dvds from the video shop they would always you know they rent videos quite often and then she would say hey can you take it back because she would maybe start work earlier and he would be able to drop it off on the way or something like that yeah 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 and then she'd come home and he hadn't dropped it off and then they would have late fees and they'd have to they'd have to pay extra for the video hire and she said this kept on happening and kept on happening and she would get so frustrated that uh, it was almost like she wasn't sure if she could you know if she could marry a guy who was always forgetting things and so <laughs> And so when we talked about personalities, it was kind of like a, you know, a, a ball drop. It was like, oh, okay, right, okay, that makes sense. And then if you know that that's just, that's just kind of hardwired into his character, that he's going to get distracted and he's going to forget details and things like that, then you can, you can work around that. Like maybe, you know, don't get him to drop off videos or put a reminder on his phone or some, something like that. So you can, you can work around it. And then say with powerful, so their strengths are leadership, but the challenges are that they're bossy. And so if you know that the, that there's the challenge there, that they're, that they're bossy as a, as a parent, then I can, I can have some conversations with my daughter about how when she's bossy, she might find it a little bit harder for friends to like her ideas and to, and to want to play with her. And so if she can work on that trait 
and do some things about it that make sure that she doesn't come across as bossy like you know we can teach her tips like how would you like to do this now or would that be a good idea you know things like that she can kind of soften that and then she might find that she's she's turning people around and having more fruitful friendships during the day and you know and the same applies for an adult and then the the peaceful added the peaceful personality the strength of a, of a pe- one of the strengths is that they're considerate and very respectful of others but one of the challenges is that they need to be able to say no. And I know somebody who's this personality type and they are so stressed out at work because whenever somebody asks them to do something, they'll just do it. And people at their work now know this. And so they're always getting this person to do stuff. And because they find it so hard to say no, they end up overworked and, and stressed out. And so once you know that, oh, okay, that's a personality type, then you can you can say, okay, well, that's obviously a weakness that I need to work on and you can actually practice saying no to people and getting stronger and more confident in saying no so that's a really cool hack for a peaceful personality type and then for precise personality types one of the strengths is that they do like to get it right they're very they're very accurate you can rely on the the work of someone who's a precise type because you know that they've done a good job they've really really tried hard to get the right detail and to get it right but one of the challenges is that they can be very fussy and so there are times when it's good to be fussy and then there are times when it's actually detrimental to be fussy. And so if you go, okay, well, that's a personality type, then you can work around what are the areas where me being fussy is causing some difficulty or some issue in our relationship and you can work on it from there. Okay, so this is about identifying it so that you can identify where the areas that are causing strength, uh, causing tension in your relationship. And then you can just work out ways to hack them. So ways that you can work together when you're dealing with a playful personality or the otter or the the popular personality is it's really important to remember that because they're excited and they're in high spirits and things like that, it's not that they're being neglectful or or purposefully missing the detail or not listening. It's, it's part of their personality to be having fun and to be in high spirits and not necessarily to pick up on the little things. So one really important thing to do to work with a playful person is to encourage and enjoy their creativity. If you've got a partner who loves their, their who loves to be creative, it's really good to encourage it and to say, hey, I like it, this is cool, I really love how you've done that and this is a really cool thing you've made and that kind of thing. That kind of thing will will help them thrive it'll help them feel loved it'll help them feel connected with you and close when they do things that result in some kind of you know fight like so for example this couple where this guy kept on forgetting to bring the videos back so there are I guess that's kind of annoying when it keeps costing you money right but it's important to not deal with that by being grumpy but realize that they actually do struggle with it or with impulsiveness or with this distraction so they're not doing it on purpose and so we can we can still hold them accountable and say like we can't keep doing this but it's more about let's work away around this so it doesn't keep happening rather than getting grumpy and getting offended that they keep doing this as if they're doing it to you on purpose another thing with playfuls is that if we give them a lot of affection and a lot of approval then they don't need to get it they, need, they don't need to try and get it from their peer group because the nature of a playful person is they're funny and they like to joke and they like to put things out there and make people smile because that's what gets them feeling like they love. That's, they, they, that's how they feel, you know, 
validated. And so if we can do that for them as their spouse, then they don't need to do it so much from other people. What they're often thinking is that their worth is, you know, is, is dependent on people's approval. And so if your conversations, when they're feeling down and when they're feeling you know, stressed out and things, can can talk about how that that's not what, where their worth sits, like they are a worthy person without needing everyone's approval, then those kinds of things can help, can help you bring you closer together as well. If you've got a powerful personality in your in your duo, powerful people love goals. So if you can work with them or if it's you that loves the goals, if you can set goals then that's something that can really make you feel good in your relationship. Powerful people also even though it doesn't come across like they are good at affection, they they do appreciate it. They do still like being told they're amazing. They do still like being told they're loved. You know, they do still like their partner showing affection. But they do maybe find it a little bit harder to show it back, but not always. So my love language and Josh's love language, one of the strong ones is definitely physical touch and we and the other one is words of affirmation. And so we're both really good at showing affection in those ways, but we still have powerful personalities. And then something that powerful personalities can sometimes need help with is learning to show a bit more empathy with people. And so one of the ways to work with that is to kind of turn conversations around to how would it feel if you know if this happened and making sure to have conversations that include maybe more of a perspective of thinking about what the other person might be feeling or thinking you know if, if they come home from work and the or if you come home from work and you you're annoyed about a particular situation not going your way as a powerful personality it's you know including that conversation with it's you or your partner a little bit of a, of a reminder that this is about not just you, but the other person as well. And they might be they might be feeling a certain way and they might be also struggling with something. A powerful personality can often think that if people don't like their ideas, then they don't like them. And so if you've got a powerful personality type in your duo, then you can have those kinds of conversations when one of you is going through something. You know, it's not that people don't like you. It's just that maybe your idea doesn't work and maybe there's a new idea that needs to happen. So... Powerful personality types need to be praised for their hard work in making something happen, not just for the work they've done. So they like to be recognised for the effort that they've put in to achieve something, and they like to feel useful. So it's really, really important. So they like to feel in control, and they like to feel useful. And Josh is going through, as you may know from listening to previous podcasts, he's a pilot, and so at the moment he doesn't have a job. And so for him, this time is really hard because he's a powerful personality trait that likes to feel in control and likes to feel useful. And he's definitely not feeling in control at the moment because he cannot get another pilot job. And he's not feeling useful because he can't fly people around, which is his skill set. So definitely a challenge at the moment for powerful personality traits all over the world, I think, with all this uncertainty around COVID and getting out of COVID and opening back up the borders and everything. For the peaceful personality, I would say if your partner has a peaceful personality, get to know their friends and who they're hanging out with because peaceful personality types do tend to go with suggestions from other people and you know potentially couldn't get into trouble by doing that. So that'd be a tip there. Encouraging them in a way that isn't nagging where they can get better at saying no. Because I can I can imagine if you're the spouse at home and they come home and they say, oh, I had to do this and I had to do that and I've so overworked, that if we then say, 
ah, well, you've just got to say no. You've just got to say no more. They just feel told off. They just feel like, oh, that's all your fault that you aren't doing this properly. And so the conversation needs to be a little bit different, you know, like supporting them and the fact that you know that it is hard for them to say no, but then maybe there are some ways that they can practice it. Peaceful personality types really love it when we're interested in the work they've done and in the sense that they get affirmation from that, they get appreciation from us. And so do try not to hold back on giving that those words of affirmation and that, that showing that you really appreciate what they do. And this also helps, you know, giving them lots of attention, giving them lots of approval and affection. This helps them to feel those things from you so they don't need to try and get them from other people they hang around with, right? So the reason that they might not say no is because they want that approval from people and that acceptance. So if you can show approval and acceptance to them, you know, at home in your relationship, then they don't so much need to seek it out from others at work and whatever. For the precise personality trait, or the, the otherwise known as the beaver, these kinds of personalities do like routine and they can be upset by change and by surprises. But it's not good if they are always doing the same thing and they never do explore anything else, right? Particularly if your personality type is maybe more playful. And so some of the conversations that you might have with them are, you know, could be around how they could get themselves around to trying a certain new thing that you're keen to try with them. But it's really important that new ideas like trying to get them to do something with you that you want to do, that they're brought up slowly, that they're gently, that the topic is gently broached and explained. And it's not like a sudden, well, let's do this now, we've got to do this now kind of thing. And if we can help them start towards it, rather than just ask them to do it, rely on them to do it, and then wait for them to do it, that's going to help as well. For a precise personality, one of the big things for them is that they don't want to make mistakes because then they feel that they're letting someone down and that they don't that they don't then feel appreciated and accepted and, and loved. So for the precise personality, our conversations need to be around mistakes are okay. It doesn't mean that if you make a mistake, I don't love you anymore or that you're not good at your job anymore or anything like that. We all make mistakes. So when I see something like this, I think, cool because when I can see these tips on what to do with a certain personality type it means that even if they've got that personality type it doesn't mean that's the be all end all and you can't do anything about it which is very very cool because I think you know one thing that it's useful is knowing personality types so you can understand them but it doesn't mean that because that's their personality type that they're stuck like that and if they've got areas of challenge or weakness that are really conflicting with another personality type you can do stuff about it it doesn't mean that ultimately you can just get more and more annoyed with each other and you get divorced because it doesn't have to be like that when you can use a tool like this and you can analyze what they are and understand it then you can go oh sweet how can we hack this because that kind of thing is not working for our relationship I'm doing it this way which doesn't work for us or they're doing it this way which doesn't work for us so just because it's a personality type how can I work within that personality type to stop that kind of behavior from happening or to stop that scenario keep coming up. So for me, I think it's really important to know this. Anyway, I hope this has helped. I hope maybe some things that you've heard you can apply to your relationship and maybe be less stressed about or maybe have a conversation about. I was talking recently to a friend of mine who listens to this podcast and she said that she and her husband wait till the kids are in bed and then they listen to this podcast together and I thought that's such a cool idea because when I say something that's rather opinionated or uh, kind of in, in one direction on a continuum where it could be 
<laughs> either way they can then have a discussion about it and go well, which what do you think what which way would you go in that scenario which is really really cool and hopefully now they can now talk about their personality types and see if they've got some things that have been bothering them that they can just talk about and kick them out the door and they're not going to be a problem anymore so anyway that was a lot of detail and if you're still with me thanks for hanging on (laughs) but it was a good practice for me and I hope it's blessed you too I really appreciate you for listening thanks so much for that and I hope you have an awesome week I'll catch you again next week really hope this has helped you I hope that maybe you've learned something new and I hope you have an awesome week I'll talk to you again next week